Entrepreneur on Fire Income Report, January 2015. John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. What is Shaken Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and thank you for joining me for January 2015's Income Report. Man, we have a doozy of a report. We have not just one guest per usual, but we have two guests today for a very special reason and just a lot of great stuff to talk about. Number one, we're going to talk about highlighting a Fire Nation leader. We're going to be talking about three bookkeeping methods that you can use in 2015. We're going to be talking about the Fire Path course a massive milestone that we hit. If the number 1 million sounds cool, stick around and much, much more. But let me break it down real quick just to give you the numbers at the top of the show. January's 2015's income, gross, $269,971. Total expenses, $96,709 for a total net profit for January of $173,262. We're going to break down every one of those dollars and how it was made during this chat here. But man, I got to be honest with you guys real quick before we dive into this. I just yesterday got back from a mastermind trip to Montana with my two mastermind buddies, Greg Hickman, Rick Mulready, our guest masterminder, Casey Zeman of Easy Webinar, and our host, Pete Sven. It was an incredible trip. If you follow me on Instagram, you would know that. If you don't, what the heck are you doing? Entrepreneur on fire, follow me. And we're going to talk a lot more about this trip next month because you know, this is February. It happened in February. And this is January's report. But I just want to let you know that uh, it was a great trip and I'm happy to be back. So what we're going to do first now is dive into our Fire Nation feature. And we're actually going to be focusing on a Fire Nation leader. And I'm pretty excited about that because Fire Nation leader has now been going strong for over 20 months. We're really excited about that for a ton of reasons. We just brought in 20 new members and it's an incredible community of action-taking entrepreneurs on so many levels. But one of our earliest members, Austin Netsley, he was one of our first 100 members that came in back in January. No, it was July of 2013. And he stuck with us for over a year. And we saw him go from where he started to an absolutely incredible place that he's at now. And that's why we have him on the show today, because we're going to talk about what he's been able to do. And what he's been able to do is write a book. And he's going to be going through not just the power of writing a book, but how he leveraged it in such a massive way. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share a couple really quick numbers. 36, 31,336 free downloads in the first 36 hours. 27-time number one bestseller in three days. Number four in all Kindle books on Amazon. Number one bestseller for the first 60 days and counting. And his email list went from averaging under five new signups per day to now consistently over 70. Absolutely massive. So without any further ado, Austin, I'm going to bring you on here. Give Fire Nation a big hello. 
and then break down exactly what you've been doing with your life, with your entrepreneurship, your business, and specifically the book. Well, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, John. I've been with you since day one of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you've been the biggest inspiration for me. So I joined Fire Nation Elite while I was still in the corporate world, and I I had an investing business on the side, and I was making a lot of money, but I didn't have that confidence. I didn't have that network, and Fire Nation gave me that last boost that I needed to get to where I am now. So thank you. Thank you, Kate. Uh, Without you guys, I wouldn't be here. So so amazing. Uh, But what's happening? So with Fire Nation Lee, I started to learn exactly what to do to get into motion to start my own podcast. And then I started Yo Pro Wealth to share some of the lessons about money and investing in the mindset that I thought were so important. And then I quickly learned that, you know, every single person's journey towards wealth is really the same. So after about interview 10, I was like, I have a book here. So many common lessons. I'm going to pull these great lessons out and put these into a book. And then I did that over the next coming months. I interviewed 75 successful entrepreneurs talking about this journey towards wealth, put that into a book. We put in just as much work learning how to launch the book as we did in actually writing it. And uh, it paid off because things literally changed overnight as soon as we did. Awesome. This is so cool. I'm First of all, I'm so happy that you're joining us. And what's up, Fire Nation? It's Kate, obviously. I'm always the only chick on these income reports. <laughs> but um, that's cool. I enjoy that. Um, but Austin, I just I'm so inspired by your journey. And I so clearly remember hanging out with you on our patio here in San Diego at our annual Fire Nation Elite meetup. And you were just like, I started the podcast. I'm having a ton of fun talking to all these people. I just don't know what my next step was. Do you remember that conversation? And can you recall whether or not you had thought about starting the book at that point? I absolutely remember that conversation. And thanks for having us out there. And that was right before I left for uh, Asia, actually. I was in Thailand for a month. And that's where I really put together all these quotes. I started to have things transcribed. And uh, I did have the vision then. But I, I, you know, I, it, was, it was a little hard at first. First. So my investing business took off pretty quickly, but my online business didn't turn on the on a dime like I was hoping it would. So I was like, how do I press that fast forward button that John, you talk so much about? And I saw a book as that great way and, and just another way to get my message out there because Amazon, YouTube, iTunes, these are great places that if you have an online business, you really need to be. And I wanted to be an Amazon next and it definitely, definitely uh, paid off. One thing I talk about all the time, Austin, is leveraging networks and leveraging communities and leveraging directories that are already out there. You mentioned iTunes. That's why I love podcasting. That's why so many people have found great success from it because that's a directory that has hundreds of millions of people going to it every day searching for specific contents. And if you have a podcast, guess what? Your, yours can be that content that they find. Now, Amazon's very similar for all the same reasons. Hundreds of millions of people are going there every single day searching for something. And Amazon is bringing you this audience because you can write this book, you can have this product, you can utilize this service in such a powerful way if you do it right. Because let's be honest, the barriers have been broken down just like they have for podcasting. You know, pretty much anybody with a mic and a computer can launch a podcast. Well, anybody with just a computer could have a Kindle book up in the store in a couple hours if they really wanted to. But with that comes the struggle of rising above all that noise because there's a lot of noise in the podcasting world. There's a lot of noise in the book world and in the Amazon world. 
talk about that a little bit and get really specific tactically about how you were different, about how you took an idea for a book, launched it, and didn't just become lost in the crowd. Let's get specific here. Yeah. So, you know, I talked to dozens and dozens of, of authors leading up to it because you got to model success. Uh, so I really tried to learn what works. What, what was their best time and money spent? And what we did was took a very, very strategic approach. Again, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. So he says it's called bestseller and not best writer. So again, we put <laughs> in so much work up front learning how to sell it uh, just as much work as we did in actually writing it. So nonetheless, um, we, we took some lessons from other industries. So when you look at the big mega blockbusters, what do they do? Well, they build some buzz. They have a trailer at. They do some certain things. They get media attention and they do this all in a short period of time, hoping to have this huge, huge news boom that what keeps them at the top of the charts and keeps this uh, word of mouth going. So we tried to put all this effort into leading up and, and doing this anticipation and releasing it over a two-day period. And then all of a sudden having so much success because the more you sell, the more you're going to sell. So we tried to funnel all this into a two-day period, and then we stayed up at the top of the charts for just at 100 days now uh, at number one in our category. So pretty amazing. But uh, about some of the specifics, well, you, you talked about accessing networks. That's one of the biggest things we did. So you can either spend your time and money trying to get in front of 100,000 people, or you can spend your time and money trying to get in front of one person that has access to 100,000 people or one group that has access to 100,000 people. So we really tried to leverage our in so many different ways by accessing groups, niche websites, uh, paid uh, promotions on Twitter and, and other places. Fiverr is a great place, but just doing a thousand different things that add up to so much success. And then once you have some success, it's easier to have more success. So if that makes sense. It makes sense, but I do want to pull back real quick. You did say Fiverr is a great tool. In what ways did you use Fiverr? Yeah. So Fiverr, there's a bunch of different groups out there. And we actually at first paid all these different people to go share in the free groups and share uh, on Twitter. So we had different people that have huge followings for Twitter. Uh, but long story short, uh, the, the best way to make money on Amazon that we found is actually to give it away for free. And we build so much uh, buzz and, and, and success as free. And then we transition that mo and use that momentum rolling into paid and stay up at the top of the charts. So a, a couple different ways are one to have them share into different Facebook groups or, or if they have a, a lot of followers on Facebook or Twitter we paid for those and then two you can also uh, pay for reviews we actually didn't pay for reviews we were fortunate enough to, to get a lot of reviews but that's something that we were looking at at doing and then also we did a bunch of things uh, testing so we had like a Robert De Niro guy make a video just a bunch of different random things that we were just throwing out there uh, to try to see what worked and what didn't some of them got laughs some of them were terrible but nonetheless we tried a little bit of everything because if that's one thing that we do, what we do is A, B and test every single thing that we can because we're all about optimization. I mean, I'm an engineer by uh, degree. So if I can get into the numbers, that, that's what I like to do. And that's what we've tried to do from e email opt-ins to uh, sales page uh, on, on Amazon to SEO tactics to Twitter tactics. Everything's kind of tested. A lot of things I like here. I mean, one of the things that I really do love was your comment that we could try to spend all of our time getting in front of 100,000 people or getting in front of one person that has access to 100,000 people. I mean, Fire Nation, that's what you call leverage. That's what you call scaling. And then also, this is something I talk about as a tactic for podcasters all the time is utilizing and leveraging those free Facebook, LinkedIn, 
Google Plus, meetup.com groups that are full of your avatars. You know, I'm sure for his book, Austin was really focusing mostly on those groups that were really specific to his genre, to his niche, you know, the finance, the business area, because that's where he was going to find that momentum that was really going to build up in an incredibly powerful way. And then as you said as well, you know, don't be afraid of free Fire Nation. And that's where you need the back end. That's where you need the funnel. I have podcast launch for 99 cents. And that's the lowest they'll let me put it. If I could put it down to one cent, I would. And I do go through the the free KDP programs every 90 days as well to just give it away as much as possible. Because within podcast launch, I have a sign up for freepodcastcourse.com, sign up for thewebinarcourse.com, sign up for other things that are really positive to get people into my funnel for my business. And that to me is just that doormat, that welcome mat of people coming in to the community. And, and Austin, you've done that incredibly well. I mean, going you know, all the way to having 70 email signups per day from five, you know, that is incredible. And what you now can do with those email signups that is where the money is. You're not on those individual dollar transactions. And Kate, let me turn it over to you for a second because you recently had a book launch with The Fire Path. You know, you're hearing Austin now. I'm sure there's maybe some things you wish that we had had this conversation maybe three months ago with him. Am I right? Yeah, you know, Austin, it's so cool to listen to you talk about all the different things that you tested and just everything that you threw out there to kind of see what would stick, so to speak. And for me with the fire path, it was really a matter of, okay, I've been working on this for a really long time now. I have a lot of other things going on that I'm trying to focus on. If I could have had, you know, like how long would you say your launch period was from start to finish with the book? Well, the, the, the learning started uh, about a month in advance where we really stopped writing. We st- really st- started to focus on learning. And then about probably three weeks in advance, we started to build some buzz. And then the big launch period was no more than about two days. And then me and my team, we were just absolutely spent because we were just <laughs> messaging and, and emailing and interacting with every single website. So, John, you talked about the, the groups and websites. We had over a list of 100 and web, uh, 150 websites that were specific to uh, our audience that we were going through and sharing the book with and literally got our book in front of millions of people. But I I think the more work that you do up front in preparing all the steps, and this is what we help people do now, is go through just step by step. They're all simple things. But if you do them in advance, then the launch becomes pretty easy. And then what you really want to do is take advantage of that time because you may only have two, three days up at the top. We've been fortunate to have over 100, but um, literally things change because the week before my launch, Kate and and John, uh, I was reaching out to Business Insider and Yahoo Finance and trying to get on them. No response at all. Within two days of my launch, they were both coming to me. And then I was on AOL and all these other just <laughs> huge, huge, huge websites, especially from a financial perspective. So it's it's amazing how, how quickly things can change and how quickly uh, the, the leverage can change of who has the leverage. Oh, that must have felt so great. Congratulations on that and on everything that you're doing. I mean, I just love seeing this, Austin, big time. And, you know, something that I will say, I couldn't agree more with you about, you know, the upfront stuff, the little things that you can do that when um, put together really have that compound effect and really get that momentum going for you. So that's really neat to hear you say that, you know, it wasn't this big, huge, one single thing that you did. It was a lot of little things that when put together 
worked very well for you. And something with the fire path is when I launched it, I didn't do a lot of that little upfront stuff. But one thing I did do after I launched is I had the opportunity to get featured on a site called Buck Books, where they do promotions for books, where you can uh, grab uh, anything on Amazon within a category that they select, of course, for under $1. When I was featured on Buck Books, I had 200 sales of my book within 24 hours, which did you know amazing things for my ranking in Amazon. And so if, if you can kind of put that upfront strategy there, which, you know, I'd love for you to also talk about how it is that you're teaching people about this now, Austin, that you kind of have this formula down, then yeah, I mean, big things coming for the launch of your book. Yeah, yeah. So so what we do now is we walk people through step by step by step. And, and what you talked about, those little things, everything that we do, anybody can do. I mean, if you look back before November 11th, when I launched my book, my email list was well over 500 people. My uh, Twitter following was probably 2000 people or so. So I didn't really have too much of a platform. Uh, and I had just started building momentum. And, and uh, as I was building buzz with the book, and then literally it, it, it can really add up to big numbers. And I'll say it again, the more you sell and the more success you have, the more you sell and the more success you're going to have. So what you have to do is just get over that tipping point. And that's what we try to do is break it down for people so that there's no questions. There's no doubt because we've gone through what works. We've tried so many different things and now we help other people launch. And we just launched a book uh, this week and his numbers were pretty much double of what mine were. So we're getting a little bit better. So in the first four days, he was a 40 time number one bestseller. He got up to number three overall. Uh, we sold uh, over 41,000 or actually free downloads, over 41,000 books in the first 36 hours. So uh, anybody can do this. And if you do it right, it just changes everything. So I just really want to stress one thing, and that's to take your launch seriously. And if you do that, uh, everything falls after that. So it's awesome. So many times we have people, Austin and Podcasters Paradise, come and say, oh, I just, I wish we had had Podcasters Paradise when we launched our podcast because we missed that launch period. We didn't take it seriously. We didn't know that the new and noteworthy was so incredibly important to building up that initial organic audience. And what you're doing here and what you're saying here is essentially the same thing is that so many people don't take their launch seriously enough, that golden period where they can do so many incredible things. And Fire Nation, I just want to stress to you that it is important to do it right from day one and to make sure that you are taking the right steps and following in those footsteps of people who have gone before you and are still learning, like Austin, who's now doing better for his clients than he was able, even able to do for himself. And Austin, there's one phrase that has come up a couple times that I just want to call out. There are a lot of little things. And I got to be honest, when I hear that, and I know when Fire Nation hears that, they get a little nervous, they get a little daunted, so to speak, because when there's a lot of little things, it makes us feel like we're going to miss something. So let's do this right now. Break it down in an uber-specific way for Fire Nation, a couple steps that we can take that aren't daunting, and then lead into what you have going on here with Epic Book Launch. Yeah, sure. So a, a, a couple things is, is really, first of all, I want you to figure out what it is that you really want your book to accomplish. So, so many people just expect these different things to happen, but you really want to be clear on what you want your book to accomplish. So it's again, visualizing what's going to happen beforehand. And once you do that, that'll change slightly your marketing approach. Um, the, the other thing I would say is use some specific tools 
and model success. So what we do is we do a lot of SEO work using merchantwords.com. And that's a great tool, just like Google AdWords, where you can find out what the most searched for terms are. And what you want to do is really set up your Amazon page because that's a, your most important sales page and set it up in, in such a way that it looks like a New York Times number one bestseller. And the beautiful thing is no matter what part of the, the book writing process you're talking about, you can create a beautiful, amazing, well-written, well-produced product for very, very cheaply now. So self-publishing is definitely the way to go. And and what I'd say is, is again, just take it seriously because uh, everything can change. Your income, I mean, we're not even talking about income from back-end products. If you want to make income from your book, we made uh, one of the, our, our authors over $23,000 from royalties alone in his first 30 days. So we're talking about some big numbers, whether it's back end or front end. Uh, so, so about the Epic Launch program. So what we do is we have this community just like Fire Nation Elite, where we're walking people through step by step by step. We're trying to build the biggest and best database of training for self-published authors. doesn't matter if you're fiction or nonfiction. You can do each one of these things. You have that community of support walking you through everything and ultimately leading to that successful launch. And again, once you start really, really fast, once you get those initial reviews, once you have that community and, and test certain things and do it right the first time, everything falls from there. So it's really, really impactful. And and books have changed my life. So I'm just so, so honored and so, so passionate about helping other people get their books out there in the best way possible. So Austin, you have a completely free live event coming up. Um, let's be honest, in one day and two hours when we're recording. So pretty much today, Fire Nation, because this is going live on Tuesday, February 17th. And that's the day you're having this live event, Austin? Yes, yes. And we are having a live event pretty much every three weeks, but definitely go to epic-launch.com. And what we're going to show you are not only some of the numbers that we've had, but exactly the five phases that we go through. And it's, again, a very strategic process that we've learned uh, from other industries and are applying in, in the book world. Again, all simple things, but some bring your notepad because some of the things that we go through are just really going to make all the difference in the world. I get emails after every single training session saying, I never knew about this tool or I never thought of it that way, or you just made it step by step, which is what I really, really needed. So uh, definitely come and join us. I mean, again, bring your questions, bring your notepad, and uh, we'll, we'll teach you everything that we can. No, this is phenomenal. It looks like February 17th, 7 p.m. Pacific time, if I'm doing my math correctly, sometime around then. Um, that's when you're going to be having this free event. And again, Fire Nation, if you're listening to this the day this came out, that is today, February 17th. If you're not, there's going to be one within a couple of weeks because we're doing this every three weeks. So really cool stuff. Um, if you want to go look where the next one is or reserve your seat today, that's eofire.com slash Epic. That'll take you right to this epic book launch page. And Austin, in closing, my man, I just want to say thank you. And Fire Nation, this is just closing for Austin, so don't hit the stop button. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff coming up here. But I want to say, Austin, thank you for, for what you've done, You know, just being a Fire Nation elite alumni. I mean, you've made me proud, Kate proud, all of Fire Nation elite proud to see what happens when someone takes action and they actually do the work. You know, Sometimes it just comes down to that being that simple, doing the work. 
you've done it. You spent a year in Fire Nation Elite. Here you are. You know, I'm just excited to see what the future holds for you. So close it down for us right now, Austin. Like, let us know, you know, whatever you want us to know in closing. And again, thank you. Uh, what I would say is, is just thank you, John. Thank you, Kate. And, and to listeners, I would say keep listening. And, and this is kind of where my journey started. So I had only had in my head the corporate world and, and that mentality by listening to John, by listening to, to David Wood of the Kick-Ass Life daily on my commutes every single day. They were slowly changing my mindset, slowly giving me the confidence to take that leap that I always knew internally that I wanted to take. So thank you, John, and keep listening, guys. Later, Austin. All right, brother. So Fire Nation, we still have a lot of greatness coming up. I'm not going to lie to you. We've had a very patient CPA on standby for you for quite some time now. And you've heard his voice before. If you listen to any past income reports, you know his branding well because it's brilliant. Josh Bowerly, Mr. CPA on Fire himself, where you can always find out more about him at CPA on fire.com. And let's be honest, it's still Q1 of 2015 Fire Nation. Let's get excited about that, but let's also do the right things. And if you're an entrepreneur, one of those things is doing the quarterly taxes. I know that's kind of scary, but listen, if you do it, you're going to really be thankful by the end of the year. Um, that's just my piece of advice right here. And again, there's people like Josh out there that are looking to speak to entrepreneurs like yourself. So um, definitely take steps in that direction. But today, Josh is going to be talking to us specifically about three bookkeeping methods that you can use in 2015. So Josh, without any further ado, take it away, my friends. Yeah, John, I mean, if you're going to be giving out tax tips here, I don't even know why I need to be here. <laughs> That's a great tip, though. I like the uh, quarterly estimated payment tip. Great yes. tip. I think we'll talk about that again here in the future. But today, we want to talk a little bit about bookkeeping. And we did touch on this a little bit last month when we talked about getting the taxes ready. But since this is such a huge topic, and since, like you said, it is early in the year still, we want to go into a little bit more detail and talk about exactly what options you have for bookkeeping. And first of all, when we say bookkeeping, all we really mean is categorizing your income and your expenses. So a lot of entrepreneurs especially get scared a little bit when you hear that word. You know, it sounds like a lot of work, a lot of time, but all you're really doing is categorizing your income expenses. So when you, when you write a check, you're saying what it's for. Is it for advertising, meals and entertainment, whatever. So with that said, there's three routes you can go to track that, right? The first is a simple spreadsheet. If you're having 20 transactions a month or less, I mean, if it, a lot of you are just getting started. You have a few things coming in and out. You don't have to go the expensive route here. All you need is a simple spreadsheet that's keeping track of what is coming in and what's going out. I have a free one you can get on my website. You can make your own on Excel or whatever. But all you have to do is create something that's going to show what's coming into your account and what's going out of your account. The next option is to go with some type of accounting software. You go with QuickBooks Online. You can go with Zero. You can go with FreshBooks. You know all the names. You've heard them all. There's really not that much of a difference between any of them. Just figure out which one you like the best and get to it. All right. And what this is going to do for you, you're going to be able to set up your bank accounts with these programs, and it's going to pull in those transactions automatically. So you're not going to have to sit there and write out every time you spend money, every time money comes in. It's going to show up on in the QuickBooks or Zero software, and you're just going to code what that's going to. I would say if you're between 25 and 100 transactions a month, that's a good route to go. It's going to take a little bit of time off your hands, make things a little more simple for you. 
The third route to go is to simply completely outsource the project. Okay, you take it completely out of your hands. You hire a third party to come in and do all of that coding for you. So they'll get you set up in whatever accounting software you want, and they will take over that project. Now, what's interesting here, John, is that Entrepreneur on Fire has basically since I started working with you guys, you guys have kind of cycled through all three of these (laughs) options, right? Yes. I mean, when we first started working together, you're kind of still doing it almost by hand or almost with a spreadsheet. I mean, there wasn't too much coming in. I think we were less than 50 transactions a month. Yeah. Like when you reach out to me, you're like, John, I love the show. I'm a big fan. Like if you need an accountant, let me know. And I was like, well, I need to make money before I need an accountant, right? <laughs> I, th- I think that's literally how it went. <laughs> and what's also funny is I remember talking about what we're going to do someday when you're a million dollar company. And you said, ah, you know, that's, that'd be awesome. But I think we're a little ways away from that. But <laughs> guess what? Here we are. Uh, but no, I mean, when you first started, you had less than 50 transactions coming in a month. So it was perfectly fine to do a spreadsheet. Then we started to get a little bit more. So we moved to QuickBooks Online and Kate took that project over. And I have to say that Kate crushed that project. And I'm sure that was not fun because when I looked <laughs> last month, in 2014, you guys had over 5,000 transactions come into your accounts. Yikes. What? Yes. <laughs> so you sat down and coded 5,000 transactions. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so late in December, I mean, when me and Kate were sitting down and looking at the books, we finally sat there and said, you know what? This has become too much. Even for me and Kate together, it'd become too much. So we reached out to a third party, Kahuna Accounting and asked them for a quote on how much it would cost. They came back with a very reasonable $250 a month. And John and Kate, you both said, you know what, this is that $250 a month is nothing for the time that we're putting into this. So if you're in that position, and it doesn't even have to be 5,000 transactions a year, if you're to the point where you're 100 more or more transactions a year, it could completely make sense for you to outsource this. And it's probably not going to be $250 a month even. If, if you're a smaller company, it could be $50 a month, $100 a month. Find someone that can take this project over for you. Take it off your hands. But the, the bottom line, no matter which way you go, this has got to get done. I mean, I have so many people. I, if you saw my desk right now, it's stacks of receipts that people are giving me because they didn't do bookkeeping throughout the year. And guess what? When they give me that, their bill's going up because I don't <laughs> like going through their receipts. Okay. So take care of this throughout the year. It's going to save you time on your tax prep. I promise you that you're going to save way more in taxes when you're being organized than the time you're going to spend on it. So pick one of those three options, whichever one you're going to be disciplined enough to do, and just do it in 2015. I love that for so many reasons. And Fire Nation, when you're struggling, like we were struggling in some ways, we didn't necessarily want to add to our expense sheet. I mean, who does? Like we already have this long expense sheet and to think about bringing on a bookkeeping company, we're like, man, that is that something we really need to do? But it's such the wrong way to look at things. What we should have been looking at is how much time is Kate spending on this project? And then breaking it down, like how much are we actually paying her per hour to do that? You know, it'd be like like 23 cents per hour for those 5,000 transactions. I mean, that's what you gotta be looking at. Then you say, you know what? To bring for $250 per hour to bring, I mean, per month to bring somebody like Kahuna in to take care of all of this for Kate and then to free her up. I can, I can almost guarantee you, I'm actually going to guarantee you that Kate has, is finding more worthwhile activities than 23 cents per hour coding what she was doing 
absolutely no doubt. And that's what you need to be thinking about, Fire Nation. Is there better ways that I can be using my time to grow my business, to serve my communities, to do whatever I'm doing, produce content, improve myself as an entrepreneur? So that's kind of the mindset shift that I want everybody to have. And and Josh, why don't you just kind of close down the tax section here with, you know, maybe just uh, one last little shout out. Yeah, so it is tax season. Um, get those get those numbers organized. You know what? My tip this month: spend the money, pay someone to do your taxes this year. If yeah. you're an entrepreneur, absolutely do not do your own taxes. It is not worth it. Doesn't even have to be me you hire, but pay a professional to do your taxes this year. But it should be Fire Nation. Hey, I mean, C- I wasn't going to say it, but come on. <laughs> CPAonfire.com. Josh, thank you for your time. As always, you're amazing. It's been a blast. Fire Nation, we still got some things to chat about today. I'm not going to lie. And Kate's about to come up and take over the mic. She's actually kind of elbowing me right now, so I'm about to move over. But Kate, what went down in January? Let's give a little update about the Fire Path course. If I'm nudging you with my elbow, that is quite the go-go gadget arm that I have. (laughs) Do you remember that show? Of course. The little (laughs) helicopter when it came out of his hat. That was amazing. Oh, I used to be so obsessed with that show. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to give an update on the Firepath course. So in last month's income report in December, I talked about the prep for the Firepath course, kind of what I was going through in terms of saying, okay, we had this email campaign, people really liked it, we got great feedback, I turned it into a book and I published that book. What else can I do with this content that would be beneficial for people? What's the next step up that people would actually pay for? And I came up with the idea to create the course, which uh, includes video module content, along with exercises and workbooks. Because a lot of the things that I was hearing from people is that that's great and the information was awesome, but they need help taking action. And so I thought, what better way to do that than to put all of this content in one place together on a membership site, create video tutorials so that I'm walking through this step by step, you can actually see me walking through the steps that I talk about on the fire path, giving an exercise for every single module, and a worksheet download so that you can take action after you watch that module. So my next step in in last month's report is that I was about to launch the beta with Uh, some people in our Fire Nation Elite Mastermind Tribe. And we are seven weeks into that now. And it has just been so, so incredible. We're having people going through, you know, aha moments, defining their avatar, discovering their niche, people who are landing, you know, really great PR opportunities, people who are getting speaking gigs, people who are creating products and services for their audience. And it's so, so cool to see that, you know, because of the fire path, because of this content, because of this very clear step-by-step formula for you of how you can start at the very beginning with just a business idea, or maybe not even a business idea yet, And what those steps are that you need to take to really build a strong foundation for your business in order to start growing and monetizing it. So I'm really excited about what's next for the Firepath course because we are ready to launch. And so coming up in, well, actually, when you're listening to this podcast episode, it will probably be one of the, um, this week will be when we're announcing the launch of the Firepath course. So very excited to be offering this 16 video modules no fluff, no pretty website and all this other... Well, it is kind of pretty, actually. (laughs) 
but <laughs> um, no fluff. The fire path is going to give you a framework, a guide, a step-by-step guide for how you can create, grow, and monetize an online business. So if you want to check that out, if you want to be on the list to hear about the fire path, you can head over to thefirepath.com. There's going to be a free guide waiting for you there that you can download. And I will be really excited to chat with anyone who's interested in learning more about the course. Uh, if you check it out on the income report. TheFirePath.com, Fire Nation. Give that website a twirl. Got some great things going on over there. And something else we're going to be talking about right now, the webinar course. And I know you've heard about it in past income reports. We've really been incredibly proud about continuing to lead the way in the online world with free, you know, a seven day a week free podcast, two of them actually, you know, Kate's Take and freepodcastcourse.com. I mean, a completely free course on how to create, grow and monetize your podcast with free podcast course podcast. And now we have the webinar course. We launched this in January and Fire Nation has been a massive hit. We saw how awesome Free Podcast Course was, which now has somewhere in the range of 6,000 people who are currently going through or who have gone through the 15 modules. It's, it's just mind-blowing. And so when we launched the webinar course, we were hoping for more of the same, and we definitely got it. You know, We brought the same model, we brought the same heat, and it delivered. And so how do we know it's working? I'm going to share with you some specific numbers. And again, this is only through January. We're now well over a lot of these numbers. Um, as we set right now in mid-February, when we're, we're recording this episode, But as of January 31st, we are at 4,341 free podcast course opt-ins. That was an exact number. Again, we're now close to 6,000. We have over 1,731 the webinar course opt-ins. Now that I know by just glancing earlier was over 2,500. So you can see how these are just growing exponentially because of the power of free, just like Austin was talking about free and the power that that can deliver. But you're going to say, John, I got bills to pay. I have a mortgage. I have a car. I have kids. I have responsibilities. Well, guess what? We track things here at Entrepreneur on Fire And we have tracked over 72 sales in the podcaster's paradise. Again, as of January 31st, that number is way up from there now. For an invoice total of $83,808. So the free podcast course drove over $80,000 in revenue. So go pay your mortgage and, you know, feed your kids now. You can do that because this is a result. And the webinar course, 22 sales for an invoice total of $12,000 the same month that we launched it. It, This is a brand new course. And again, we're way over those numbers now here in mid-February. So it's such a success. You know, I definitely want everybody here to, to go check out our model. Even if you're not interested in starting a podcast or a webinar, go just check out these courses, see how we've created them basically as email campaigns and then model it for your course, your community, whatever that might be, that product and go forward because the tools that we use to make it happen, pretty simple, easy webinar. You can just go to eofire.com slash EW and you can learn more about that. We use Infusionsoft for our CRM. 
And that is just infusionsoft.com. And that's how we set up these email campaigns. And then of course there's lead pages and it makes it so simple. Go to eofire.com slash lead pages to find out more there. And of course, freepodcastcourse.com and thewebinarcourse.com is where you can find out more about both of those courses. But we're pretty excited about it. I mean, Kate, break in here for a second here because I want you to maybe share one or two examples of some feedback that we've got. Not like specific names or anything, but just overall feedback that we've gotten from people about these courses. It's been so, so cool to hear from our audience say, I can't believe that you guys are giving this away for free. I just opted into free podcast course or I just completed free podcast course and you just helped me launch my podcast. And that's the crazy thing that I feel holds a lot of people back is they feel like they're giving away too much for free. Like, how do you know if you're giving away too much? And I think free podcast course and the webinar course are perfect examples of this because we literally teach people how to create and launch a podcast with free podcast course. And we literally teach people how to create and present a webinar in the webinar course. But we have higher level products and services. We have that next level for people who don't want to go it on their own. We give people all the tools they need to be able to do this. But what if they don't want to go out and gather all this stuff from 15 different places? What if they don't have the time to sit there and research to see how that, you know, HTML needs to be put into a lead page? There are some people out there that are going to go figure that out on their own and they're going to be so grateful for that free content. And that's why we're providing it. We want you to go and do this. We want to help you start your podcast or your webinars. But for those people who don't want to go it alone, for those people who don't want to go figure out all the other moving pieces, you know, that might help contribute to their podcast being number one in business or their webinar making them $50,000 instead of, you know, 5000 that's what's the next level for them is Podcasters Paradise and Webinar on Fire. So I, I really would encourage anyone who's listening now, Fire Nation, to think about not what if I'm giving away too much for free, but what can I give away for free and what's that next level that I can offer people that they will pay for? Well said. Thank you for that, Kate. And Fire Nation, we're moving into a celebration. If you might remember or listened to our 2014 year in review, we share some big goals that we had. One of them was to generate over 1 million listens in one month. Some things just happen quicker than you expect. And Fire Nation, thanks to you, January 2015, we had our first million listen month with 1,049,726 listens. So thank you on behalf of Kate and I. We posted a great infographic at eofire.com slash income 17. And we really are excited for what 2015 is going to bring on a listenership level. And that's you, Fire Nation. So thank you. Yay! Yay! So (laughs) now let's talk about why we got a million listens in one month. And that's going to come down to our rescue time summary because we work hard. We put in the hours, Fire Nation. We've never pretended to be a four-hour work week here. 
Kate worked 225 hours in the month of January, and I worked 244 and a half hours in the month of January. So breaking that down, Fire Nation, that's a lot of work. And you know what? We do it. We enjoy it. But at the same time, we really want to share with you that there's an important factor that you got to get outside. You know, you got to do that five day trip to to Montana that I just got back from. You got to have your breaks too. But when it's time to work, get that nose to the grindstone and make things happen. So January 2015's income breakdown. Product and service, we generated $251,801. A huge part of that, as always, was Podcasters Paradise. We generated $137,000. Webinar on Fire had a massive month thanks to the webinar course at $25,000. Our sponsorship revenue continues to increase at $71,000 and Fire Nation Elite brought in $12,810. Our affiliate income was massive at 18000 We had Bluehost, Lead Pages, and Audible leading the way. Um, we also did a great launch with Greg Hickman and brought in $1,639 in affiliate revenue. So big shout out to GregHickman.me of Mobile Marketing Engine. And our gross income was $269,000. Business expenses, $94,000. Um, some of the bigger ones there we have mid-roll sponsorships. We pay a company to secure these sponsorships for us. That was almost $13,000. Um, you know, obviously our virtual assistance and website fees definitely add up. And it did total a total expense of $96,709 when you add in our recurring subscription based, which again, we have all the lists of at eofire.com slash income 17 for a total net profit of $173,262. Another month to be proud of. And believe me, Fire Nation, we are. But we do have some lessons learned from January. So I want to hand it over to Kate because she's going to talk about the power of delegate. Yes, I definitely want to talk about the power of delegation, but I just realized two huge things in going over our income that we didn't mention in this month's report. We had so much stuff going on in January. You know, as we closed out 2014, John and I were both saying, we've got to start saying no to more stuff. We really got to get our schedule in check. And January ended up being a pretty big doozy. But everything that we did in January, I feel greatly contributed to our bottom line whether that be in terms of us delegating, learning how to better delegate, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But John, you and I also took an amazing workation with our great friends, Jill oh, and Josh. And we have some amazing I, pictures. What? I know. We're going to get those in there. By the time you listen to this, that will be in the income report. Um, but we spent five days down at Puerto Vallarta. Actually, many of you might have received an email from John and I when we were down there. John recorded a video that we sent out to our Fire Nation email list. And we had an amazing time with Jill and Josh. And notice I call it a workcation because we didn't just unplug and turn off and, you know, go away without our computers. It was really, really nice to get away and be in a different atmosphere. And down in Puerto Vallarta, if you haven't been, it's incredible. We were on a beach in Mexico, beautiful balcony, beautiful swimming pools, beautiful ocean. And we were having a really great time, laid back, relaxed, but we were also working a little bit. And that kind of made it nice because I don't know about you, John, but I didn't feel stressed out at 
all during that trip. And I remember when we fully unplugged for Europe last year, there was kind of just a little bit of anxiety about like, what if something happens in the business while we're gone? Did you feel that way or no? I felt the exact same way you did. I will say, I think something had to do with the reality that we were leaving the country, and not even just the country, but the entire Western Hemisphere. We knew we were going to be on planes, trains, and automobiles with potentially sketchy internet. Whereas, let's be honest, we knew Puerto Vallarta, we were going to be in a pretty legit stationary place. So I think that did help with that some. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyways, my, my whole point in bringing that up is that it's very important even if you're not going to completely fully unplug, it's so important to just let yourself get away. And even though we worked a ton of hours in January, we played for a ton of hours in January too. And a lot of that went down in Puerto Vallarta. We had just an amazing time kicking back and relaxing with our good friends, Jill and Josh. And one other thing that we didn't mention is the, our homepage redesign that we did with Zach. <laughs> We were crazy in January. I know. So if you haven't checked out the new homepage design that our amazing friend Zach Swinehart helped us with, head over to eofire.com and you'll see that we've kind of laid out a new experience for you here at Entrepreneur on Fire. We're excited to bring that to the entire site at some point in time. But um, the homepage, the website fees that you'll see in our expenses this month um, definitely contributed to buy that website redesign. Yeah, and I would love your feedback, Fire Nation. So don't hesitate. John at entrepreneuronfire.com. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. We still have Zach on the hook to uh, do some things for. So your input could be implemented. All right. So now for our lesson learned in January, uh, keeping up when it's time to delegate. So you heard Josh talk earlier about the progression that we've gone through here at Entrepreneur on Fire with our bookkeeping, starting out with John keeping track of transactions in an, in an Excel document to us going on board with QuickBooks and me being our bookkeeper, um, going through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of transactions every month to be able to put this income report together for you guys. And of course, to keep ourselves, you know, in line, Josh is over there cracking the whip on us. And, uh, and then now to outsourcing to a bookkeeping firm, who's going to be taking care of that for us. And so this month, we definitely realized the importance of delegation, not just to our virtual team that we have as our full time employees, JM, Jess and Tapu, but also to other companies, other businesses, not necessarily people that we're hiring on the Entrepreneur on Fire team, but other companies that can help us excel in areas that are not our strong suit. Thank you, Josh, for telling me that I did amazing with the bookkeeping. But Fire Nation, bottom line, I am not a bookkeeper. And I think it's really important in the beginning that, you know, of course, we're going to be bootstrapping it. Yes, it, I think it was a very smart idea for me to do our bookkeeping for the time because, you know, I knew what I was doing well enough to be able to code our transactions accurately. But like John said, when it comes down to it, how much money are we paying me per hour when you break it down versus what we could just be paying another company who is, this is their job. They excel in bookkeeping to take care of this for us. So 
you know, with big launches in the works, we talked about what we're doing with the Firepath course right now. We talked about free podcast course and the webinar course, all the automation that we're trying to put in place in our business. We knew it was time to focus on that bigger picture thing. And in order to do that, we needed to take ourselves out of those day-to-day administrative tasks that we've been handling ourselves. So I just want to break down really quick the process, what that looked like for us in January to even get to the point where we could say, okay, we're going to delegate this. Because if you're thinking that you have some tasks like this that you're doing in your business, maybe more the day-to-day administrative tasks that you know should be delegated so that you can start working on those bigger picture projects, then this is what a process might look like for you. So step one, first, you want to identify those tasks. What tasks are you working on right now that don't require you in order to still work? Bookkeeping is a perfect example. It doesn't matter if I'm doing the bookkeeping or if someone more, you know, focused in that area is doing the bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is still going to work if I'm not doing it. It's okay if somebody else does it. Step two, who on your team has a skill set and the desire to handle that type of task? So for a while, that was me. I did have the skill set to be our bookkeeper. I was fine handling it because I thought it was something that, you know, it didn't make sense for us for a while to be paying somebody $250 a month for that. But we did get to the point where we realized where we realize this does make sense for someone else to do it. So if you don't have somebody on your team, which we didn't, then if needed, step three is to hire for that skill set. So start doing some research and figuring out who is out there, whether it's somebody that's recommended by somebody in your online communities and your mastermind group, other leaders or industries, other leaders who are recommending a certain company or service. So if needed, you want to go out and actually see who you can hire for that skill set. Step four, you would want to create that training process around the tasks that you'll be delegating. So with bookkeeping, we didn't just hire a bookkeeper and then say, all right, cool, I don't have to do this anymore. You know, I've been working with our bookkeeping team now for over a month trying to transition to, you know, what that looks like, what type of coding is required for each of our transactions. So it's not necessarily just this, okay, now I hired someone else, I don't have to do it anymore. There's a training process that needs to go around that. So your step number four is going to be to create that training process. How can you hand this off to somebody else? And then of course, step five would be that onboarding process. What needs to happen from the time that you do hire somebody else to the time where you can actually remove yourself from that? Fire Nation, we talked about a ton of stuff today. We talked about highlighting a Fire Nation leader. We talked about three bookkeeping methods you can use in 2014. We talked about three bookkeeping methods you can use in 2015, the Firepath course, the milestones, free, 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 and then Kate, you just ended with a bang. So take us home with this, kind of close this loop, and then let's peace out. Fire Nation, thanks for joining us for our first income report of 2015. I hope you guys enjoy the Fire Nation feature. It was so cool to bring Austin on and see that. And I know that you all love Josh just as much as we do. So we're so grateful to have him on every month. So I really want to, again, encourage you guys to take a look at those things that you could be delegating in your business. And until next month, this is us signing off. Ignite! Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await 
at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.